This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming. Please be seated. So far, our text. Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord, our Advent King who is coming. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. We pray that all the time, don't we? Our common table prayer, as we call it. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest, and let these gifts to us be blessed. We stand here, the beginning of a new church year, the first Sunday in Advent. And you may be wondering, what is this Advent thing all about? I know when I was little, it was very confusing. Oh, I liked all the stuff, the trappings. I liked the different color, the, the novel Advent wreath the extra worship services that we had in, in our small town, Advent devotions, all of the extra things, but it seemed like people were almost trying too hard, trying too hard to make Advent a big deal. Advent, to wait for the coming of our King. Well, wait a minute, I thought he already came. We come to church and the Bible readings talk about the promises made and promises fulfilled in Jesus. Our gospel reading for today is Palm Sunday. Jesus is already here. He's riding into Jerusalem to do what he came to do. Suffer and die for the life of the world. Suffer and die for you and for me to pay for our sins once and for all. He's already come. What's all this? Get ready for the coming of Jesus. Oh, Christmas. Christmas, the incarnation, the baby Jesus. Well, I don't know. Look around at the world. I don't think anybody needs any help getting ready for Christmas. We've been doing it since the middle of October. Come, Lord Jesus. No, stay away. My bank account will be a lot better if Christmas doesn't come for a few extra weeks. Advent is kind of a forgotten season in the church year. It's kind of like the, the little brother or the cousin of Lent. Oh, we know Lent. Lutherans are good at Lent. Advent, well, it's supposed to be a time of repentance, but that was hundreds of years ago. People were encouraged to come for private confession and absolution with their pastor as a part of their preparation for celebrating the nativity of our Lord once again, Christmas. People are too busy. People don't want to repent. 
People are too busy. They don't want to prepare. One of the major themes of, of Advent is to wait. To wait. To wait patiently. We're not very good at that either, are we? Watch somebody trying to find a parking place at the grocery store or the mall. Waiting patiently is not something we see exhibited. Wait till you get to the grocery store and the line's really busy. Line's really long. People are bobbing and weaving, cutting in and out. Worse than the parking lot. Waiting patiently doesn't come very easily. Think of driving down the street and you're in a little bit bigger hurry than the person in front of you or alongside of you. Waiting patiently is a very, very difficult thing. And we all know it. We want what we want, and we want it now. Whether it's Amazon or Google or DoorDash, we want instant gratification. So, one of the novelties of Advent, to teach you how to wait patiently. Have you seen these Advent calendars? They were, they were really big about 15 or 20 years ago. I remember them a little bit when I was a kid. You would get a calendar from today, you know, the first Sunday in Advent, all the way to Christmas Day. And the idea is you are supposed to open one of the little pieces, one of the little spots on your calendar each day as you count it down. As you waited patiently each day. And many of the calendars behind that date, they would have a little trinket, a little toy, or better yet, a piece of candy. So, I don't know how it went in your house, but based on how things went with my kids in my house and with pretty much every preschooler who went through Good Shepherd Preschool, you'd make it about two days with the Advent calendar. And then you just ripped open all the dates and ate all the candy. That pretty well sums up how we look at and celebrate Advent. How we look at and live the Christian life. So, what is it? What is the theme of Advent? Is the theme of Advent a God who makes promises and then keeps his promises? Is the theme of Advent God in the flesh as a fulfillment of the promises of God? Is Advent waiting patiently for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Is Advent about 
God who comes to us today riding on a beast of burden, it's pretty easy to get confused, right? We pray, come Lord Jesus. So what is it? Promises made, promises fulfilled, promises yet to come. Yes, yes, yes. Advent is not confusing. What makes Advent confusing is our sin. Our sin that doesn't want to wait patiently. Our sin that doesn't want to pray, come Lord Jesus. Our sin that doesn't want to see God fulfilling his promises. Our sin that wants what we want and we want it right now. My friends, today, God's word is teaching us, teaching us that God keeps his promises. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Old Testament reading. God the Holy Spirit through the prophet Jeremiah promises a king, a king who is right, a king who is just, a king who will come. God made that promise. That promise and every other promise that God makes in his word is sure and true. God cannot lie. Why is this such a big deal? Because people lie. Oh, we don't like to think about that, do we? Politicians lie all the time. People in government, even top-notch scientists, they lie all the time. Salesmen, they tell you what you want to hear. They lie all the time. It's pretty easy to think about everybody else, right? You lie. I lie. Sometimes we do it unintentionally. Sometimes we don't. We want to point out everybody else that lies, but we don't want to think about ourselves. Oh, it doesn't have to be some big thing. It can just be the tiniest little thing. And then we do it and then we justify why we did it. We live in a world that lies. We don't know what to believe. We don't know who to believe. We become jaded. We become skeptical. We assume the worst with everybody. Well, everybody lies, so this must be a lie. We don't trust. We don't care. We assume. 
Every word coming at us is a lie. It hurts when people lie to us. It hurts when we get caught in a lie. But there is something bigger, bigger, bigger going on here. Because we live in a world of lying, we can't believe the simple promises of God. God doesn't lie. When God gives us a word, it's true. God cannot lie. He is incapable of lying. We bring this jaded attitude into God's house, into our faith life. We hear the word of God, and we don't want to believe it. God says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Well, I feel pretty forsaken these last nine months. God says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Oh, really? Even when I get laid off? Even when I get sick? Even when somebody I love dies? Even when the world seems to be in chaos? We bring our skeptical attitude into everything. My friends, God does not want us to live like this. He doesn't want us to be the skeptic. He calls us to love one another. That means explaining everything in the kindest possible way. That means showing mercy even to somebody maybe who's lied to you before. To show mercy, not giving them what they deserve. Why? Because God has shown mercy to you. My friends, God has made a promise. He made a promise throughout the pages of the Old Testament that He would send a Savior, the Christ, one who would come and crush the serpent's head and bring about the forgiveness of sins. God, like He always does, has kept His word. That promise is fulfilled in Jesus. We are ready and preparing to celebrate once again one of the greatest mysteries and miracles in the history of the world. The incarnation of Jesus. God takes on flesh and blood. Jesus comes. Jesus comes leaving his throne in heaven. Jesus comes taking on flesh and blood. Jesus comes placing himself under God's holy law. Jesus comes and lives a perfect life. Jesus comes to bleed and die on Calvary's cross. Jesus comes to rise from the dead, to overcome sin, death, and the grave. Your sin, your death, your grave. Come, Lord Jesus. We celebrate the promises given and the promises fulfilled in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. We cannot get ready to celebrate Christmas without thinking of Good Friday and Easter as well. Come, Lord Jesus. My friends, 
Our Gospel reading for today, Matthew 21, Palm Sunday. We see Jesus riding on a beast of burden. Jesus entering Jerusalem. We know why. To suffer and die. Jesus accomplished everything that the Father sent Him to do. Forty days after His joyous resurrection, He ascended into heaven. But He didn't forsake us. He didn't abandon us. Jesus says, wherever my word is proclaimed in its truth and purity, there I am. Wherever my sacraments are proclaimed and administered according to the command and promise of God, there I am. You know what that means? You know what that means? The people sang, Hosanna. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In a few minutes, you will sing Hosanna. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Come Lord Jesus. He comes to you today. 3825 Wildbriar Lane. He is coming. He is not riding on a beast of burden. He is riding on bread and wine. The very body and blood of Jesus in your mouth. Forgiveness, life, and salvation. Forgiveness for your false gods. Forgiveness for your doubt of God's Word. Forgiveness for all your lying. Forgiveness, full and free. Forgiveness, no strings attached. Come Lord Jesus. There's one more aspect of Advent in our readings, not only for today, but throughout Advent, that we don't like to think about. Jesus, as he ascended into heaven, promised in the same way that you see the Son of Man ascend into heaven, you will see Him return in power and might and glory. Come Lord Jesus, we are praying that Jesus would come back. Do we really want that? Are we clinging so tightly to the things of this world that the thought of Jesus coming to take us to heaven, to be with Him, makes us mad? Makes us sick to our stomach? Or are we ready? Ready for Jesus to come? Either to come for the whole world or to come for me personally. My friends, when we pray, come Lord Jesus, it's just like when we pray in the Lord's Prayer. Deliver us from evil. We are praying, get me out of here. Not in my time, but in yours. Get me out of this sinful world. Take me out of this sinful world to be with you where there's no more pain, no more suffering, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more death, no more lying. Jesus is coming. 
God wants us to be ready every day. Because no one knows the day or the hour. My friends, if we've learned anything these, these last nine months, we've learned that people are afraid. People are afraid of losing the things of this world. People are afraid of dying. People are afraid that maybe the promises of God aren't real or aren't true. Today, today, my friends, in spite of everything that you see, everything you feel, everything you hear, know and believe that God's word is true. God keeps his promises. Everything that Christ has done, he's done for you. His life, his death, his resurrection, his real presence, his forgiveness spoken into your ear, his promise that he will never leave you nor forsake you. These promises are real and sure and certain because they are sealed with his blood and guaranteed by his resurrection, his bodily resurrection, his real resurrection, just as he promised from the dead on that first Easter. Come, Lord Jesus. He comes. And as he comes, we wait. And as we wait, we do not cower in fear. As we wait, we do not walk on eggshells thinking that everything, maybe even God's word, is a lie. God has set us free to love him and to serve one another. He wants us to live freely and joyfully in the vocations that he has given us. As we wait in this freedom that is the forgiveness of sins, he teaches us how to live. Oh, no one anything. Pay your bills. Love each other. Follow the commandments. Don't commit adultery. Don't murder. Don't steal. Don't covet. Love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. Nobody has to teach me how to love myself. It comes natural. Love other people the same way. You know what time it is. It's time to listen to the word of God. To hear it and believe it. And to wait in the confident joy that our sins are forgiven. Don't walk in the darkness. The sinful world that wants to suck you back in. Stay away from orgies and drunkenness and sexual immorality and sensuality and quarreling and jealousy. 
In other words, stay off of social media unless you can behave. My friends, God does not want us to make provision or to serve the idol of self, but to worship at the foot of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the cross of Jesus Christ. So, on this Advent, this first day of our new year, and quite frankly, every day as our Christian life unfolds, we pray, come Lord Jesus, and we really mean it. Come, Lord Jesus, and help me to wait patiently. Help me to prepare my heart and my life. Help me to believe your promises. Help me to tell the truth and to believe the best in other people. Come, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our ears, our mouths, our lives, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.